Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, October 13th. I remember as a kid, Friday the 13th, always a big, scary day. People were worried about Jason from Friday the 13th. And it was like, you know, we try to have sleepovers and scare the crap out of each other. A lot of fun. Uh, Not a lot of scaring happening Thursday night unless you are talking about the Denver Broncos offense. Holy hell, are they ugly. Russell Wilson can't get out of his own way. Sean Payton just looked disgusted. Like, what did I get myself into? Chiefs win 19-8. to If you had the 10.5, ouch. Chiefs win by 11. Not a deserved cover. Listen, this is the Kansas City deal, folks. Uh, and we'll dive into it. Not, a, not an impressive start for Kansas City. But I need to let you guys know, today we have a lengthy interview breaking down virtually every week six game with Alex Monaco. Uh, he does the Moneyline Monaco podcast at The Volume. Excellent stuff. I've known him for a few years. I actually met him at the Super Bowl. Um, he just came up to me. He's like, dude, I'm a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm into gambling. I was like, oh, nice. He became friendly. Super nice guy. He's got some funny lines. And um, we agree a little bit on week six, but not 100%. Um, all right, so the big takeaway, Chiefs 19, Broncos 8. Broncos season appears over. The fire sale begins. Randy Gregory's gone. Frank Clark is next. Sounds like Jerry Judy is on his way out. Um, I don't know. I want to take this to the Kansas City Chiefs first. I know everybody will have fun kicking Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Go ahead. I don't care. Go fire away. Um, I'm going to talk about the Chiefs for a second. So if you look at what they've done this season, the Kansas City Chiefs have been unimpressive. They are now 4-1. and one. They lost the opener to the Lions, 21-20. No Kelsey, no Chris Jones. They bounced back in Jacksonville, 17-9, unimpressive. They beat the Bears, 41-10. That was the first Taylor Swift game. Uh, then they beat the Jets, 23-20, after leading 17-0. And then they beat the Vikings, 27-20, in a game that, you know, Vikings could have thrown a Hail Mary to have a shot. Uh, it felt close. And now 19-8, a game that didn't feel close. But the Chiefs have been unimpressive. They've only topped 30 points once this year. You look at the 49ers, they're over 30 every game. My takeaway from this game is the Kansas City Chiefs right now, they're bored, okay? This is a team that won the Super Bowl last year. 
The year before that, lost in the AFC Championship game. The year before that, lost in the Super Bowl. The year before that, won the Super Bowl. This is a team that's used to January and February football. And right now, September football just has them unimpressed. And here we are, the calendar turns to October, and it's like a shrug. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, they know they roll the football out. They're going to win the game. They're the better team. They're not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a max effort. Remember last year how we talked about, hey, what's going on with the Chiefs? Andy Reid, like, when are they going to start calling the good plays? Andy, when are you going to open up the offense, get creative? Like, you see Mike McDaniels opening the playbook. Kyle Shanahan's doing cool stuff. Chiefs aren't even doing cool stuff. And a lot of people are going to knock the receivers. Uh, Rasheed Rice actually looks pretty good. Sky Moore, total dud. Kadarius Tony had a touchdown, their only score. But my takeaway is the Chiefs are just bored right now. They know like, hey, we're better than these guys. Hey, we're going to be playing in January. It almost has the feel of one of those dominant um, Golden State Warriors or LeBron teams from the last decade where they were just better than everyone and they would have wacky regular season results, close games, narrow losses, and people like, oh, wait a minute. What's going on with LeBron? What's happening with the Warriors? And the reality is they're just bored. Like the regular season to the Chiefs ain't no thing. Now, it gets interesting here shortly. They have a big one next week against the Chargers who have been their nemesis in the division. They've played a lot of close games recently. Then another one with the Broncos that'll be a snoozer in Denver. And then back-to-back games where you'll have that real feel. And if they try to sleepwalk through the Dolphins and Eagles, they will lose those games. They will. Now, will they be ratcheted up energy-wise and interest-wise? It just... When they're not connecting, it doesn't feel like, damn, we missed it. Come on, we got to be better. It's just like, oh, didn't happen. We'll get them next time. And they will get them next time. I don't know, Rob. It's not an incendiary take here. There's not much takeaway from the game. I'm not going to hammer the Broncos because everyone else is doing that, including Steve Smith. I can't go after Steve Smith. He might knock me out if he sees me. Um, I don't know. It just feels like the Chiefs are bored right now. Uh, I mean, you could say that. I mean, you, I think in the first quarter, they actually ran a hook and ladder play. Like I mean, ooh, who does ooh. that in the middle of an NFL game, you know, that's not a Hail Mary situation. I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, Travis some of their play calls, like they, they decided a few years ago that they are just not going to quarterback sneak uh, Patrick Mahomes. So they have a field goal unit out there and then they shift and then they try to do a quarterback sneak inside the goal, inside the 10 yard line and fails. So possibly. Um, the one thing I'll say about them is that they're like the AFC version of the Philadelphia Eagles to me, where they don't look as impressive as you'd like them to look, but they're still winning. And and that's kind of a scary thought for the rest of the NFL, that their C-level game is good enough to be 5-1, and one, right, heading into week six. On the flip side, however, is... With Philadelphia, when you watch them play, it you know they have dudes everywhere, right? They're loaded. Once their defense gets a little healthier on the back end, I think they're going to look back at they're going to look very similar to the Super Bowl team we saw last year. And with them, it's more just hey, let's get our mojo back, let's get things going offensively. You know, they're they're close, they're right there. It's it, it's coming. You can feel it coming. It just hasn't happened yet. With Kansas City, their defense has been lights out. They've been one of the big surprises of the season, but offensively. I, I'm 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 being serious when I say I don't know if they have another gear that they can get to to mm. become the all cap Chiefs again, right? Travis Kelsey is great, but he's clearly hobbled, and and not only that is he's an advanced age. He he doesn't look like he is as explosive as he had been in years past. But more importantly, they have absolutely nobody on the outside that scares you. 
nothing. Like there, there's nobody. So before we started recording, I decided to go through the NFL standing and see if I could find a team that would make sense for them to try to trade for a wide receiver. So obviously you can eliminate anyone in the AFC West because you're not going to trade within division. And then there's certain teams that are too good that you wouldn't be able to make a trade with anyways. So you go down the list, you're like, oh, maybe they can get like uh, Deontay Johnson. Maybe the Steelers kind of pack it in because their options are working. <laughs> what? Well, his contract's too big. So, so contract's mm. too big. So you can't make that trade. You know, um, T. Higgins in the last year of his deal, but no way the Bengals are trading him to the Chiefs. So you scratch that off the list. And then you keep moving down. You keep moving down. And then you're like, all right, well, you know, Terry McLaurin, you know, they're not really using him too much in, in, in uh, Washington the way they should. But, you know, his contract's too big, so you can't trade for him. And then you're, you keep sliding down, you know, Justin Jefferson obviously would be great, but there's no way I don't think Minnesota trades him. Um, I think they'd rather franchise tag him in the offseason than trade him if they could. So the further you get down the list, and only one name kind of keeps popping out to me. Can and I let guess me know it? what you think. Yes, go for it. Uh, I, I will go with Mike Evans. No, I did Darn. consider him. Okay. I did consider him. But I, I think that the way Tampa Bay is kind of mm. shocking some people this year and they're competitive in that division, I, I, I kind of cross them up. But that would be a good fit. Hollywood um, Brown? That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. It has last to be a bad team. Deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, last year of his deal, obviously Arizona, as, as plucky as they are, they're not going anywhere. Mm. And it, he's the kind of guy who's the right contract last year and the right age, 26, where you could conceivably give up a second or a couple of seconds or a third and not feel like you're mortgaging your future for right now, not guaranteed to be able to re-sign him in the off season. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that they, they have to make some kind of move to get another weapon. Even if it's as simple as bringing back McCall Hardman, who's not great oh, at all. Jet, but, Jets are looking to move off him. Yeah. Right. Just having any kind of reliable receiver they can count on. Cause barring a miraculous second, second half of the season resurgence by uh Rishi Rice. I know he's a rookie. Like, I just don't see their weapons on the outside being someone you can mm. get them back to what you're used to seeing in Kansas City. Uh, I, I like the Eagles' point. I went and looked at their games. They're, they've been a little more explosive uh, down the field, and they do have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They topped 33 twice, I'm sorry, once with the overtime win over, over Washington, uh, although they were over 30 in regulation. Um it's weird. They just want to grind teams into dust with that offensive line. We're just going to keep play keep away from Matt Stafford and, and win 23-14. We're going to play keep away from Baker and just run over. They just exert their will. I don't know that KC can do that. Um, and, and as you noted, one for five in the red zone. Uh, I just, again, I come back to like, and this is going to, obviously, people are going to laugh and whatever. Uh, you know, we play in uh, rec league basketball. We had a game on Thursday night. And there was some, we were a little nervous because it appeared we might only have four guys and then we had to rope in another guy and then a guy got an early work flight to come back. Listen, we got a team. We love our squad. And um, we were nervous about the game. And we get out there and the other team only has five guys and they had their two good guards. We, we know them. We play with them regularly. So we're like, we just need to shut these two guys down. And of course we blow them out. But you get in the game and as soon, like, you know, six minutes in, we knew this was going to be a beatdown. And we're still trying hard and having fun, but it wasn't like we were totally locked in. There was some lackadaisical passes. You can't do that stuff against a really good team. And it feels, Rob, like Andy Reid, I don't know, is he setting up stuff for later in the season? Tinkering, putting stuff on tape purposely to maybe throw the Chargers off and then hit them with something else. The only thing I noticed on the play calling was 
for some reason, Travis Kelsey was wide open in the middle of the field, like every, every down. Nine targets, nine catches. I mean, Rob, you even said it. Their, their outside weapons stink. So why aren't you hugging up Kelsey saying, hey, uh, Rice, Kadarius Tony, you guys beat me and put them in a man coverage. I, I, my guess is that's what the Chargers do. Brandon Staley's a, a creative defensive mind. We did, I mean, he didn't show it against Tyree Kill earlier this year. But is it, doesn't that seem like a logical place to start stopping the Chiefs? Go eliminate Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift was at the game. Patrick Mahomes clearly feeding him. You know, I, it just feels like, let's take away Kelsey. I know easier said than done, but I don't know. Safety in a linebacker? Go ahead. We'll get beat over the top. We don't care if you're going to beat us over the top with whoever the other receivers are. I mean, Justin Moore. I think it's Justin Moore. Sky Moore. Like, those guys don't scare me. Um, I think you just got to take away Kelsey and let's see what the counterpunch is. Like, I don't know what it would be. Pacheco. I got to say, Rob, I like Pacheco, man. That guy runs hard. He like, runs it doesn't look hard. like he's doesn't look like he's going to have a long career, but it looks like he's going to, he's shining, man. He, he, there is a little Marshawn Lynch in there. No. Has anybody said that? I'll, t- I'll tell you what, the guy he reminds me of blast from the past, Marion, the barbarian oh. barber. I think, you know, he might even, be, even down to the dreads, does. like he just runs. So he's running through guys over and over and over. It seems like he seeks out contact at times, you know, and that could actually be his downfall. He can get like, Dude. another two yards yeah. if he goes to the left, but he's like, I'm going to run through your face instead. Oh, um, I love that guy. But he's dead. It, did you know that? Uh, I did not know. Oh that. my goodness! Apologies to the uh, found Barbara dead family. in his apartment, two thousand twenty-two. Heat stroke. But it, oh, it's interesting man. that you, that you brought up that you brought up Travis Kelsey because yeah, he was wide open, especially in the in, in the uh, early in the game. Um, basically, always over the middle. Like it was in, he'd find the soft spot in the zone. That's one thing he's great at at this point in his career. But to your point, in the second half, I mean, he finished with nine for one twenty-four. In yeah. the first half, he had seven for one hundred nine. And, you know, what did they finish with? 19 points? So they scored 13 in the first half. They scored six in the second half. In part because they changed up their defensive schemes. Mm. I didn't even know Van Joseph could do that based on what we've seen in the first month of the season. I didn't even know he knew that there were other things you could call because they've been getting ran roughshod by every quarterback and running back tandem in the NFL. But as soon as they decided we're going to stop playing this soft zone over the middle... And we're going to force you to either run the ball or you're going to have to throw it out to the outside. It kind of, it kind of flustered the, the Chiefs offense a little bit. Mm. Like we, we, we were waiting for the explosion and it just never came. Well, it's funny. You say explosion. I just look, Patrick Mahomes had 300 yards passing. <laughs> like it did yeah, not he, seem Well, like he's great on another, on another curve than everyone else though. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Zach Wilson would kill for a 300 yard passing game. Okay. In, in his career. <laughs> so that's fair. I mean, I think Zach Wilson just had his first 400-yard offense game with him at quarterback against Jeez. the Broncos last week. Uh, so anyways, uh, so Chiefs win. They now move to 5-1. and one. Um, Unimpressive, but does it matter? Uh, we'll have to chew on that for next week. Let's get to our guest and week six picks, Alex Monaco from The Volume. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. For instance, I think this week you've got to give a strong, strong look. It's gross, but bear with me. The Cleveland Browns at home getting four and a half, five against San Francisco. Going to be a fascinating game. You're buying low on Cleveland off the buy, off a terrible game from a rookie quarterback. And you're selling high on the Niners coming off a monumental primetime win over the Cowboys. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code straight fire only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Let's welcome in a guy I've known, geez, what, five years now? Big gambling guy. He's here with the volume in the family, Alex Monaco. Alex, how you doing, my man? J-Mac, thanks for having me on. I, I was talking to you right before. I'm I'm about ready in New York here to be a Jet. I, you're wearing the Jet shirt. I got to address it. Yes, yes, yes. I, I got MetLife behind me. We we got a little synergy going. 
Yeah, I don't. I would not wish that on you. I'm trying to get my kids to be Jets fans. They're just having none of it. They're like, Jets stink. Why are you fans of them? It's like, <laughs> I, you know, kind of born in New York. It's a dumb reason to like the Jets. But uh, we w- I don't know if we'll talk about Jets, Eagles. Maybe. Uh, let's start, uh, Alex. Let's uh, First of all, how how's the season looking for you big picture so far? Season's been well, Jason. A little bit of a 500 start. Caught a little 5-1 heater last week on volume. These one-off games, Monday night, Thursday night, I started out well. Sometimes you get a little emotional about them. They're very much one-off games. That's how you got to look at them. I I took a couple of bad ones, but for the most part, we're still around 55, 56%, so we're above sea level. Uh, It seems like road teams are having a lot of success this year. I like an irrational number of road teams this week. Um, (laughs) Also, uh, you know, we talked about this with Preston Johnson yesterday. Um, There's a lot of two-and-a-halves and and three-and-a-halves this week. I think there's six of them total. Those are dangerous. Uh, If it's on three, hey, we get it. Field goal, understand. But the two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, is there any tell from for you when you see a a two-and-a-half, for instance – um, I don't know. What do we, let's go Atlanta, Washington. Atlanta's two and a half. A, why aren't we getting Atlanta three? And B, does this mean you like Atlanta? Yeah, it's interesting, Jason, because sometimes you, you got to let the week play out. And I'm big on looking at splits. I try to shop around, see where the money is, see where the tickets are at multiple books. Two and a half, three doesn't really change me personally thinking one way or another too much. You know, I was on the Bengals minus two and a half last week. That was yes. moving to minus three a little. They're that same number against Seattle this week. It doesn't really change my thinking. It's more when it goes from two and a half to three and a half, as you know, key number. Yeah. Is when you start to have to maybe get in your noggin and convince yourself one way or another. Yeah, one of the theories is when you see two and a half, it means that uh, the professional gamblers don't want the favorite. Um, because otherwise, you know, we'd see a three, but if it's two and a half, maybe the side is the dog. I was with you on Cincinnati last week. I think 49ers were three and a half against Dallas and a lot of the sharps. I put it, put the air quotes up, obviously, uh, they love Dallas and they got destroyed. Um, I don't know. I, I see that number this week a lot and it makes me a little nervous. I'm like, did I just get lucky? I was five and oh last week in the contest, but you know, week before one and four, um, I don't know. Let's start with the big news, though. Deshaun Watson, according to Josina Anderson, will not play uh, Sunday against the Niners. Now, early in the week, I had said this was a great spot for the Browns. Before I knew any of the Watson stuff Sunday night, I took three and a half uh, with Cleveland. I was like, oh, that's great. I got a great number. Three and a half. You know, can't give that Browns defense uh, off a bye. And then, of course, the Watson stuff happens. And I had to buy out of it uh, late Thursday. I got eight after I saw Watson didn't practice. I was like, oh, come on. So I got a minus eight Cleveland buying out of my earlier position. Now it's 10. Where Can you take San Fran at 10? Or is that still insane given this Browns defense? This is crazy line movement. You don't see this very often. And yeah, to your point, you know, they do that. The books lay out the, the week ahead lines. And I believe that was around San Fran minus three and a half before yeah. they, you know, beat the brakes off of the Cowboys. So yeah, this is a tough game. Because splits-wise and and sharp-wise, any inside information, anything you can find out there is really tough for a game like this. I mean, all that to say, I do think infrastructure-wise on both sides of the trenches, I do think the Browns can hang. I guess the question becomes, is it a letdown spot for Sam Fran after that primetime game? And it's a buy for the Browns. I mean, there's a couple reasons to want to like Cleveland. It's more... could we not even have gotten DTR? We got to go with PJ. <laughs> I mean, that's where it's like, I, I mean, I don't even know if he has a picture in Madden. I I, I can't, I can't sit here and take a, a certified third stringer. And I do think he's got a little bit of sneaky athleticism, but I mean, this is one of those games where if just San Fran does everything fundamentally right, you've seen Cleveland kind of get cooked a couple of times here. 
I might have to swallow the points, even though it's just a disgusting play either way. Well, I, I had looked this up because I was really hot for the Browns earlier this week. I looked up Jim Schwartz, who's the new D.C. in Cleveland. And earlier in the year, I mean, this guy was on fire. He was dominating. So I'm like, well, let me look up Schwartz against Shanahan. And, yeah. you know, Schwartz was in Buffalo. He was in Philly. Um, and with the Tennessee Titans, he had won six straight. Now, he wasn't the head coach in all those, but his defense against Shanahan's offense, six straight. So there is something. He likes to play a lot of man-to-man. Um, you know, Debo's not winning man-to-man. I don't know if Kittle is at this age. Ayuk is the guy that's a problem, but you've got Denzel Ward for him. And I just wonder, uh, you know, Alex, we know that 49ers offensive line has had trouble on the right side. Trent Williams is is a superstar. But is it going to get a little creaky? The problem is, like, I was on DTR against the Ravens uh, not knowing it was DTR. Right. And I thought I was Watson. And they couldn't move the football. And you do that against Niners, it's game over. Those linebackers, like, uh, you you should probably bet any time touchdown for the San Francisco <laughs> defense, right? Yeah, and then you're looking at 36 and a half. Speaking of moving line movement over under, I mean, it's wow. moving like crypto over here. Now it's a 10 on a refresh on my screen. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like your analysis. So, I do think a, a defensive game, we haven't seen, I always say this in betting, you haven't seen a blemish on someone's record, a CJ Stroud with a pick, a Brock Purdy with a pick. How do we know what they are in a little bit of a face of adversity? Mm. So, we haven't even seen San Francisco catch really any smoke yet. This is far and away, probably outside of Dallas, a top tier team they will face in the trenches. It's starting. You're starting to make me think a little bit. I, yeah, wonder, I mean, I, I mean, when you have line movement like this, I mean, for example, look at the Cardinals were the Bengals, I think, were minus six and a half in that Cardinals on a look ahead. Then they get blown out by the Titans. Mm. So the number moves sometimes on line movement like this. You kind of got to rock with it and just plug the schnoz and hope you cover. Yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if I. I, I it's just a tough one. I'll, uh, 49ers, I, I think I looked this up because you, you mentioned it, and I said it on the herd. Brock Purdy has trailed for like two and a half minutes in his career with the Niners in the fourth quarter. It was that game against the Raiders last year, and it was like early fourth quarter, and then they tied it up and never trailed, but I digress. Uh, is there a game that jumps out to you that you bet heavy earlier this week that you absolutely love? Maybe a house payment, um, I don't know, college fund for the kids that you just absolutely loved? Just month of, month of Manhattan studio rent, J Mac. Oh, That's all your we're studio going for in Manhattan, here. dude. Baller. What? Do uh, you want to say the neighborhood or are you too um, famous? You know, I am. I'm in the Flatiron area, so I'm paying. You know, I'm paying oh, a mortgage. A, a mortgage for uh, you know a five ten man ver- barely fitting in the uh, in the cubicle here. But yeah, wow. no, great area, great so, area. Uh, uh, what's it like bringing the ladies back to the Flatiron? That's a good area. It's a good area, you know. House stays clean. It's bachelor living. Little little yes. Mikey from Swingers S, but a, a little more full <laughs> full fridge because I got some Italian in me. So you know, okay, make sure gotcha. the fridge stays full. Yeah, house yeah, clean. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I kind of want to give you a favorite. I like. I almost want to give you something that's so gross. It's it's worse than your aunt's cooking on a Thanksgiving that you have to go to. I, I mean. Probably Giants pay- or Panthers. I, 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 one of I think I'm going to go, not even with the three they're giving us. I think I'm going to take this Patriots team, J-Mac. Oh, yeah, road. that's not that gross at all. Dude. I, it's Come a little, on. but here's the thing. No one wants to touch them right now. But biggest blowouts of Belichick's career. I mean, you start looking at the numbers here. You start looking at the betting trends, and I could pick three or four for you off a double-digit loss, short turnaround week for the Raiders. They haven't broke 18 points with McDaniels and this, yeah. and this visor he's rocking. I, okay. I, I Personally, I call him a non-leader of men. I don't think this guy's got the locker room under control. I think they caught a little bit of adrenaline on a primetime get-right spot. Love on the strip. My little B-minus dad punt didn't go according to plan. Now you got to go against your boss. When do you ever take the understudy? 
yeah. in in this setup. You got to put the hoodie on. Go Darth Vader here. And my favorite stat of all of it is teams getting blown out by 20 plus and our okay. road dogs are are damn near two to one, 50 and 26 against the spread in the last five years. And okay. Belichick, we know about him. And with, with Mac, 20 point blowout losses, four, two and one ATS. So I'm comfortable with the three. I like the money line. I don't, I don't see McDaniels in this. this yeah, team getting it done. I, I don't have any. I, I like that bet. I'll probably have it in the contest. Um, so it's funny because I hear all this, you know, they can't move the football and I get it. So I'm going to you tell me the team they faced and I'll give you the DVOA defense because it's crazy. Other than Miami, who's 25th in DVOA defense. I think everyone they face is pretty good. Who, who have they faced? Because I don't have it off the top of my head. We talking we talking Raiders. We talking Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, see, I, I that was part of my rationale here, Jason. They played the Eagles. Eagles are 13th. Brutal, bru- yep. Brutal, brutal defense. They, yep. they, they got a little susceptibility. Saints. Saints are, where are they? They're five in defense. So very good defense. So they didn't score. It's a tough defense. And, yeah, and your Jets. They played the Jets, too. Jets, uh, Jets are not as high as I thought. They're 15th. But bottom line is they played yeah. good defenses other than Miami. Um, right. And now you step down in class to face the Raiders, who are 24th. And like, you know, Jordan Love doesn't vomit all over himself. Packers probably win that game. Uh, I don't think very highly of this uh, this Raiders team at all. I think the Patriots offensive lines even getting healthier. I don't know if you uh, saw yeah. the injury report, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, their offensive line is coming back and they're going to be able to run the football. All right. Yeah, this feels like a, I don't know about a smash spot, but uh, it's can, offensively. Can you ever smash the Patriots? They like, they just don't have dudes. Yeah, they don't. But you did make a good point. Lines trending in a healthier direction, and it, Matt couldn't look worse. I actually like Belichick. I'm big on like the press conferences. How like Burrow when he was last week saying I'd <laughs> rather go on the road and get booed than at home. Yeah, that's the DOG I'm looking for in a in a get right buy low spot. And the fact that Belichick doubled down on not making a quarterback change, I, I think that's a subtle confidence booster in, in a room with absolutely no juice. Yeah, no, I'm with you. We like that. that that's probably almost certainly to be one of my plays. Um, let's go Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Yep. Um, I don't know. Have you looked at this game at all? I've looked at this game. This is sort of a spot play. You know, you look at, I got an interesting stat from Action Network here. They do great in the weeds numbers. I got a post-London trip number for you here. So if you if you go to London, you come back, no bot. 11 out of the last 11 teams have either been tied or trailing mm. at some point in the fourth. You factor that in Jacksonville sort of playing with house money on a 2-0 trip. You know, you go across the pond, you catch a dub. I don't know what Buffalo was thinking showing up on Friday like a bunch of frat bros for a four-day weekend to catch Arsenal and Man City over there. I mean, Harbaugh left on Monday. <laughs> what is yeah. Buffalo doing? That's the kind of inside information you need, and you change your pick. You go, oh, they showed up on Friday? All that to say... Jacksonville comes home playing with house money. I called Gardner Minshew the best relief pitcher in football. I, like I mean, this that. dude's come out of the bullpen three times and, and gotten a dub or at least showed up serviceably. All that to say the line only moved a point after the quarterback shift. Yeah. I, I kind of like the points here. I don't love the road dog element, but this is more of a spot play kind of mm. selling ish high on the Jags. Yeah. They kind of play down their competition sometimes and, and rise to the occasion against the cream of the crop. So that's what I'm hoping for. Interesting. Um, it's you. So you said that interesting stat that you saw in action. So here's the thing. I, I, um, I'm not a big trend guy, but my buddy TA, I don't, I don't know if you know him. He's been on the pod. He used to come on my radio show. Yeah, yeah. He has his own site and he had that earlier this week. And I was like, wow, that's staggering. So I said it on the herd. 
I don't know if Action got it from us or TA, but I do wonder, like, do you buy a lot of the Action trends and stuff? They do sound interesting, but do you, like, find anything actionable from the trends? I I do a little bit. I, again, I'm I, I kind of say I'm I'm not a signs guy, but I'm not not a signs guy. It's like I'm not a huge trends guy, but I'm not not a, yeah. a trends guy. I mean, this London thing, it, the NFL scripts in full force when you look at it like that. I mean, Buffalo, the whole world was on Buffalo. That's a 48 piece slaughtering against Miami the week before yeah. they go across. So it's just like these one off games. Jacksonville, I guess they'd have the most home field advantage of anybody over there, clearly. But still, mm. coming back, travel week, that's, that's a lot of moving parts yeah. for these creatures I, of habits. So I've I struggled with the divisional matchups the first three weeks. I don't have the exact number because I don't want to look at it. It was ugly. I just couldn't handicap the divisional dogs. They kept crushing. And I just wonder, like, Colts already saw this team. Who yeah. does that give the edge to, Jags or Colts? Well, I mean, it's a... It, Kind of remains to be seen because I'm curious how good the coaching staff, the new coaching staff in India is. I, I mean, it seems like I mean the fact that a backup quarterback and a backup running back, the pay the Jonathan Taylor payday they've been waiting for for forever, and it's a Zach Moss DFS coming yeah. out party. It's almost like they have a new sort of company culture over there. And you know, these these divisional games, I think sometimes when you get them, I look at the AFC North like that, like last week, you know, easy to take the Ravens probably. The grosser play was the Steelers with the points. Sometimes in those certain spots, you got to just take the dog with the points in the divisional game. Yeah. To answer your question, I still don't know edge-wise. I mean, obviously, quarterback, head coach, you go with Dougie P and, and the mm. prince that was promised. Well, I, li- I like Steichen a lot, man. <laughs> no, I like Steichen too. I, I mean, it is interesting. Limited tape, I guess, on Minshew. Mm-hmm. All that to say, I-, I think they cover. I still think the Jags win. All right, let's go uh, Vikings-Bears. This is probably not a game you want to focus on. Uh, that being said, I'm just fascinated. This, this dipped at some point during the week to two and a half after the Justin Jefferson news. Vikings only favored by two and a half. Now it is outdoors. Um yeah. Bears coming off the huge win on Thursday in Washington, extra rest. Bears, if you um if you look at it, they've actually played six really good quarters in a row. Yeah. Um well, actually, no, they played the good first half against Denver. I'm sorry. Good first half, and then they uh, clunky second half. So they've shown well against dregs of the league, but is Minnesota dregs of the league? Maybe. I, I I'm not sure. I don't know what to do here. Another divisional matchup. Is this a stay away or anything? You know what? I'm going, I'm 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 rolling up the sleeves, J Mac. I'm I'm taking the Vikings. I'm doing okay. it. I, I, like I know that. it's it's a little gross. Again, ah, you lose yeah. JJ, but it's one of these teams. Again, 11-1 score wins last year. Pendulum's clearly swinging the other yeah. way, but they're the worst team in the league in turnovers. There, there's two smoke and mirror teams that I don't think are as one isn't as bad as they are. Minnesota and Tampa Bay is tied with the Niners at plus seven in turnover differential. They are not a true first place team, in my humble opinion. I am leaning Lions if we're talking that out, but. All that to say, the Vikings, you know, this is, I called Kirk Cousins like a, he's like a responsible dad who voluntarily tucks in his shirt on the weekend and he's just getting taken advantage of in the house. The the kids are having weekday sleepovers, dessert for breakfast. It it doesn't even make sense that Kirk's putting up these numbers. He was the first guy to double digit touchdowns in the league. He was top three in passing yards. This is all while they're one and three, one and four. Yeah. What's even more perplexing is that they were bottom five in yards and D last year. Flores does have them playing better defense. Mm. I just think they're because they're not protecting the ball, these fumbles are killing them. The Bears are almost, you know, they don't know what to do in a spot where they win. And, you know, maybe they're feeling themselves. 
I kind of like Minnesota here uh, as low as you could possibly go. Well, at two and a half, half, right? Yeah. No, two and a half. Yeah. Three, you know how it goes. Home divisional dog. You start to think a little differently, but two and a half, I might have to go road favorite. I mean, we yeah, remember week one. Uh, road yeah. favorites were all were all in, but three. I'm looking at, I, I, I don't have the exact numbers, but I remember from the game, Fields had it hours in the pocket against Washington. Like they didn't blitz him. They left their bad cornerbacks on islands. So Vikings don't have good cornerbacks, but Flores is blitzing more than anyone in the league, 46%. So if they get to Fields, how's he going to do under pressure? So I'm I right. just, you look at those tendencies, my gut would tell me, by the way, the Bears injury report. So their starting running back, Khalil Herbert, has a practiced ankle. Their backup running back, Ro- Roshan Johnson, has a concussion. Um, and then their, I think their third string running back, Travis Homer, has a hamstring. Neither have practiced yet this week. I don't know who the fourth string guy is. I might need to go grab him in fantasy. Um, but that's not either. great, right? It's not great. It's not. And, you know, this is a, a Minnesota offense. I, I, My only game I got wrong last week was Minnesota with the four. I tried to get cute mm-hmm. at home and them covering. But the, I just don't think they're as bad as, as their record portrays them to be. I don't think statistically it, it really tells a story. I really do think it is situational football. They could not be playing worse. This is also an interesting psychology question in, in the grown man world. Cousins is 35. Connolly's 38. <laughs> I, I mean, that, wow. that's like a freshman and a senior riding together in the car to high school. Do you really yeah. respect the coach like that when you're when you're less than a thousand days away from each other? I don't know. When you win, it's all positive. I don't know how that figures into the handicap, but that's I had the I didn't yeah, know they no, were that I'm close. Just saying, they need yeah. what I'm saying is that someone needs to say something with their chest in the locker room, and Kirk Cousins is too polite. Again, he's yeah. the nice dad, and he's not. He, we need a little. You like that. Yeah, he, he's not that him, guy. And he's not that guy, but it doesn't look like Kevin is either. Huh. I, I, I do a little philosophy with all this stuff. I that, really that's do think that's deep. I, I got I got to appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, is there, uh, I'll let you pick the next game. I have I have two others I want to drill down on real quick. But well, I would like to talk out. I'd love to hear what side you're on with this with this Mayfield Jerry Goff showdown. I know uh, Goff's two guys in the dome and out. But my yeah. problem is. Baker Mayfield's on college game day, putting on mascot hats, definitely sipping on some sauce on his off week. I got to oh. be honest, man. I would have liked them at home bunkering down, studying film. You can do what you want on a bye week. But again, he goes out of his normal routine. He mm. goes to the game. Guarantee you he's celebrating after that Gabriel game winning tug. Now he's got to get back in the rhythm. I mean, the biggest thing to me on the Lions that isn't, uh, isn't hit home enough, it's not the offense. They have a top three run D, Jason. Top three run D. They had a seven-sack game against Ritter and the Falcons. I don't know what Aaron Glenn's doing over there. I, I don't know if they're sipping on something that's just new. They are hmm. a real defense, and we already know they've been top five in this league offensively going on a year plus. I, no hook. Big problem. I got a Wait, is it not three. three and a half anymore? I'm not seeing three and a half on DK. I mean, I already wow. walked it, and I'll double-check. I mean, I, I just, so I, you like Tampa or, or Detroit? Yeah, I mean, here's and going in the weeds a little more. So you you get outgained by Minnesota by over 125, but you win the turnover differential by three. So you win that game kind of on the Minnesota point. They win the turnover battle against the Bears. They win that. They cover. They shouldn't have. Then they really kind of got exposed by Philly. I mean, you got outgained by 300 yards on Monday Night Football on your field. And then you beat Jameis Winston, who's been a cheerleader for four years. So. Who have they beat that we sit here and go, oh, this is a first place club, yet we're looking at a coin flip in the NFC South to win the division right now. 
And that number one thing I said to you about the turnover differential, what happens when Baker throws a pick? How fast we forget. And, and I do believe this Lions defense is a lot more opportunistic than years past. Little banged up, I will say, in the secondary. I hope they get healthier. But it looks like Decker's going. It looks like Amon Ra was limited in practice. I got I to swallow three here. I know it's a it's a buy-high spot. I, I think Tampa – oh, and I do, I do have one number as well for you. Okay. Probably thinking, okay, rest helps. Well, home dogs off a bye, which is the Bucks, only hitting at 42% since 2015. You know? So everybody thinks home dog off a bye, and in it, reality, it's not an edge. Exactly. And, and to huh. me, I just go trenches on both sides in this game. It's not a glamorous way to break it down, but this offensive line, which was PFF ranked top five in Detroit, is going to push around a team – in Tampa, that obviously they got Vita Vea, they got some guys up front, but but also they don't run the ball well in Tampa. Again, mm-hmm. they have not established a run, and I, I mentioned that under seventy rush yards per game to start the season. So you're gonna have to have Baker beat them. I'll, I'll swallow the three. I'll take JG sixteen. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C 
for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Interesting thing you said about they couldn't stop uh, the run in that offensive line for Detroit. So the last time a team went into Tampa with a great run game, yeah. I was on Tampa. I was thinking, oh, come on. This team. And they got bullied on Monday Night Football by the Eagles, who just pushed them around. DeAndre Swift had like a buck seventy. Why can't the Lions just do that again? Right? That's what I'm uh, saying. I, but, I, I, I don't think it's a great matchup for the Bucs, but then I look at the injury report. Are you ready? So Brian yeah. Branch, the young kid out of Alabama, hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Jameer Gibbs still hurt. I mean, he's a rookie. What a hamstring. Um, yeah. You got a guard, Jackson. Laporta, the tight end, who's on, on his way to setting tight end rookie records. Need, none of these guys have practiced at all. And then Mosley, the defensive back. However, yeah. Mike Evans has, uh, we don't know what his status is coming off the bye. He doesn't seem happy. Uh, remember, he I was know. chirping kind of in the preseason. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I, when the wheels come off for Tampa, I feel like it's going to be really, really ugly. I just, I don't know if it's this week. Your, your home dog off a of bye stat is interesting. It, it's something. It's not nothing. But it feels like you're buying high on Detroit here, right? I am. But again, I'm not really I mean, I'm not Mr. Sharp over here. So I do rock with the public occasionally. I mean, I am on the Broncos Thursday night. That could get ugly quick. But, yes. you know, sometimes I, I, I just I try to outthink the room. And again, even Sharps are wrong, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're wrong a lot. The Lions last 15 games, 13 and two ATS. Wow. Like, they're I mean, rolling. JG, ben Johnson, man. Um, he's good. They're a juggernaut. They are. Give me. I might be on two cups of coffee now, thanks to Danny Campbell. I might have to double up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to a game. This this is an interesting one. So last week, um, Eagles Rams. Eagles, you know, just exert their will. Second half, pull away from the Rams. Yeah. And then I saw this stat. Remember last year, how every week after you played the Niners, you you were just exhausted and beat up, and you lost. I think it was like thirteen straight. Oh yeah. I saw a stat that the Eagles the last two plus years. The same thing holds true. The week after teams play the Eagles, they're now 20 and 35 ATS. I was like, wow, I, I had not noticed that, but apparently it's getting worse. So I looked at the Rams and I'm like, I like the Rams this week. And now the number's seven. It's a big Are there, Should the Rams be like seven against anyone? Or is this, hey, 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 did you see how Burrow carved up this terrible secondary? Well, Stafford is not a worse quarterback and he has better weapons than just Jamar Chase. Like Puka, uh, Cooper Cup is back. Um, yeah. Uh, Tyler H- Higby, the tight end, like, uh, I don't know. I was looking at the Rams, but I don't know that I can lay seven in a divisional matchup. I know. I mean, you remember, Jason, this was the 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 Lions of two years ago. The Giants of last year started to be the Cardinals that kick it off. They were, what, three and one That's ATS right. to start the month, and then they were under, last undefeated against the spread team. So, I don't know. I mean, seven points. They looked so abysmal last week. It, that was that was like a gift that we'll get from the books once a year. That Bengals minus two and a half. That's how I felt. I mean, that was an eleven and a half total win team versus a four and a half preseason, and you got less than a field goal. All that to say, I do think maybe we are overreacting. I mean, would this be five and a half if that was more of a competitive game? I don't know. Is this line inflated? Well, I, 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 I did see the, the James Conner loss. Like James Conner was good. I mean, he he Huge killed loss. Dallas. He was like their number one skill position guy, and now he's out. Um, and it's like the backup, I picked him up in fantasy. Some guy literally never heard of. And it's like, you look around and you're like, huh, if the Rams could like get a lead, I don't know that Arizona is going to come back, but again, a divisional matchup. Um, one other thing real quick, this yeah. is like, you know, silly handicapping, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there just because last year it was fascinating. One of my buddies saw something where he said, if you, there was like a four or five week stretch where it went like 21 and four teams that lost 
versus teams that or teams that didn't oh, cover yeah. versus teams that did cover. Do you remember this? That was a, oh, that was a theme last year. It Absolutely. was huge. And then it was, it, huge. Yeah, it was massive. And I just wonder uh, the psychology of it, the movement of the lines, the books know that the casual gambler is going to back the team that just won, whatever they just saw. I'm wondering, I say that to you, does it mean anything at all? I think so. I mean, look, I got a week five number here. Seven underdogs covered, six one outright. Six. Whoa. And I believe it It was back to 05 through a month of the season where never did we see the underdogs outperforming mm. the favorites on the straight up side of things. So, I mean, we do see a little bit of week to week kind of, I keep saying the pendulum thing, but it, it seems like if last week's theme was seven underdogs covering and six outright. The only team that won that lost and covered was the Texans. Jags, Saints, Colts, Steelers, oh. Jets, all all covered as dogs. Interesting. I wonder, to your point, you, I'm kind of with you on favorites this week. Again, I even like Baltimore minus four, and that's a disgusting... You would never take Baltimore minus four well, against the Titans, but it's in London, so you kind of got to look at it a little different. So, but but Titans didn't cover either. So, so the, there's True. five Sunday didn't cover versus did. Washington, Atlanta, Atlanta. Well, it depends on the number you got for Atlanta. I had one and a half, so they were good in the contest. Washington did not. Minnesota did not. Chicago did. I think that's kind of leads to your Minnesota pick, which I like. A little bit, yeah. Houston Saints, I had them as a non-cover, but I guess maybe they could have, and Saints did. Uh, Patriots Raiders, which is another game you highlighted. (laughs) And then this is the ultimate plug-and-play, Carolina-Miami. Um I don't know, dude. I, is that 15 or 14? Um, I'm staring right now on DraftKings. It is 13 and a half. All right. Moving along. Under down. 14. So somebody somebody bought out the 14s, huh? Someone had to. Um, I But I may be going to MetLife and taking the plus seven, my friend. I may be doing it. I actually feel very good about it. Jets, co- well, Jets covered Eagles, Eagles covered. So it doesn't totally apply. Oh, wait. Is the game? Yeah, it's at MetLife, Jets, Eagles, huh? Here's another so, interesting thing. Yeah. Zach Wilson's six and one, Jason. Oh, come for a hundred plus yards. I'm just saying. Wait, 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 wait. Six and one when they rush for a hundred? That is, that's something. That has to be something. Hall Let's pass see. went nuts last week. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I'm stock up on the Jets. I'm so impressed that this locker room has stayed together. This is a top five locker room. Even without Rodgers, I'm talking morale-wise, morale-wise. Wasn't it, teeting, wasn't it teetering, like, right before the Denver game? I mean, the Aaron Rodgers no, had oh, to call Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, no, look. I, lo- I love your optimism, like bro. a kid that was, you know, got it. I, he, he looks like he was someone that maybe had a Range Rover in high school and got private <laughs> lessons since third grade. Maybe. <laughs> But but here's the thing. Oh, that's good. He complete. He kind of got, you know, a couple guys showed up at his locker and he got humble. And and the guy, I like humble Zach Wilson. Well, I, I don't I, like cocky Zach Wilson. He, the guy I didn't think he was said, great. I, I'm going to make it uncomfortable in August for my starter. I don't like that guy. I yeah. like this guy. The guy that may have been knocked around and comes back humbled and is like, all right, I'm going to be polite to everyone I run into in, in the high school cafeteria. I look at I look at the NFL as a high school cafeteria, by the way, which is a conversation for another day. Yeah, no, no we'll get there. But uh, you mentioned run defenses, so I looked it up. Um, and there's a lot of ways. I mean, you could look at, you know, uh, DVOA yards per attempt, just basic yards per attempt. Eagles have the fourth best run defense in the league. Um, 3.4 yards per attempt. The only ones better are Lions, Browns, Seahawks. So if the Eagles run, D's great yeah. and the Jets can't run. So this has to be a Zach Wilson game. 
uh, it's going to have to be a a Jets defense game. It's got to be. And again, I had oh. never been to MetLife. I I mean, I was like, I got to go meet Fireman Ed as soon as I possibly can. Oh, I mean, this on. the crowd is unbelievable, Jason. <laughs> with again, the I bad word, with the salty game. language. This is how well the the stadium knows their the room. They didn't show Taylor Swift once. It was all about the game. I know it was all about her on the, on the on jumbotron. The didn't show. I didn't see her once. I didn't wow. see her once. I, I, honestly, I think they would have probably you know let it be known they didn't like that. But all that to say, in. I think this team could have caved in Denver. They came mm. together. I, I mean, again, they beat Josh Allen. They got him to turn the ball over three times okay. first week. So if I, I said they can make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable, they can cover. I'm not saying they're going to win. I think they can cover. I think I thought, saw the stat they held Mahomes and Allen to their worst games of the season. Okay, I told you, Alex, you got a thousand dollars and you must bet one of these three underdogs. Okay, Jets, Eagles, Jets at seven, Panthers, Dolphins. I see thirteen and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And then the third third dog that you have to bet one of the three is the Giants and Buffalo. I'm seeing fourteen for the Giants. You want me to make a straight up pick or against the spread? No, ATS. You got to bet oh, one of them. I'm going with your boys. I'm yes, going okay. with your boys. I mean, They're it's a small, boys. it's the shortest line. Yeah, but I mean, I also, I, I, I genuinely believe in this Jets team. Like, <laughs> I, it, this is, this is the a team that if they were healthy, we would be talking. They would be the Dolphins of this year. That's where I'm at. I may, really? but I'm in New York though. I'm I'm hobnobbing around. I got everyone in my ear all about the Jets. So uh, that could be, I could be emotion getting emotionally swayed. Mm. I, I just think I see I see a team that gave up 17. I mean, I'm obviously checking the live lines all the time. Yeah, just for plus 22 and a half Sunday night down 17 nothing to the Chiefs a week ago, and, and they damn wow. near came back so, and stole that, that game. Is Zach Wilson a New York guy, or does he live in Jersey or near the um, facility in in? Um, a good question. New York. Question. Oh, I thought you might you might have been seeing him on the. I night should scene. know. I should know. I know more <laughs> where the, the the. I don't know where the football guys are. A lot of football guys are out in the burbs, um, from yeah. what I've heard. But my guess is the Jets were really freaking thrilled that they were able to pull off the W in Denver. So they got to the two and four, three and three would have been nice. I I don't think this is a reasonable ask. Um, and then after this, you come out of it and you're like, all right, so now we got some winnable games. Giants, that's a we dub. Oh, yeah. well, they got the bye. But the Giants, Chargers will be tough. Raiders is a win. They always play the Bills tough. Dolphins, we'll see. Falcons, Texans should so, be winnable. That's what I'm saying. If you were to say over or under seven and a half wins on the season, I think I think this is an eight and nine club. I don't think that's that, that hot of a take. Washington late in the season, Patriots. I don't know. Three of their last four on the road. I, I just, I don't have a lot of faith in Zach Wilson. All right, final game. Um, yeah. Let's see. What was the other? Oh, Seattle, Cincinnati. Got to talk about this one. So Cowherd loves the Bengals here. Um, I love Obviously, I love the recency him. bias of what he saw last week. And he's noted it. Like, Joe Burrow's back. Like, that's basically the analysis. Um, I yeah. look at Seattle, and I, I don't know. How much do you value coming off the bye? I need to look up Pete Carroll off the bye. Somebody sent me six and three. We'll see. Yeah. Six and three, I do, ATS. I- I got that in front of me. Pete uh, off a buy is sixty one percent. Gino off as an underdog is twenty thirteen and two, so he's sixty one. Both of them are sixty one percent in this spot. Okay. That's not nothing. Here's my thought on the on the Bengals. They're they're like an NBA team. You know, you, betting NBA is like a game of runs. They're just doing it in a little bit of week to week status rather than in one game. This is a team. That let's not forget had 12 straight covers. Covers. I know we talk about Jared Goff covering. 
Listen to Burrow's numbers, J-Mac, outside of the division. 17-4 and four straight up. We know he wins. 17-3-1 against the spread in those very 21 games. Well, He's no, hold up. Time out, time out, time machine. out. That, that's, that is impressive. Um, like, th- those numbers are good. Okay. I w- I'm curious. How often was he a favorite? Um, how many of those were at home versus away? Like, I, sure. there's a, I need a little more context. That is impressive outside of the division. But, like, can you – what what does that mean? Like, why does he excel outside the division? Because opponents are not used to seeing somebody. I, I don't I, – I just don't know, like – I think it's like, I mean, I I joke, my B-minus joke about the AFC North is like they beat up on each other like the Gronkowskis at the dinner table for the last piece of chicken. Like they just, they, everybody just, just beats each other up in the AFC North. The thing that Burrow does very well is he responds to adversity. And we forget he's been banged up in September multiple years already. He's like a 35-year-old going on 26. All that to say... When opponents allow more than 19 points per game, which is clearly a B-minus Seattle defense, Burrow's 18-3-1 as well. So I can go all day. I, I just I cannot back a team that gave up 350 pass yards and 37 points to a guy that should be hanging out with his kids on the weekend, Andy Dahl. Yes. I mean, where is this D? Again, I think it's more about everyone thinking what they saw on Natty TV Monday night was Seattle getting double digit sacks against Woody from Toy Story Daniel Jones that's not the story that's not the story the story is the Bengals have a bye week that's the other rationale here you know football psychology just get to the bye week 3 and 3 and we will come back and we you know it's like getting a week off for for uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas break as a student you cannot look forward to that week more and that's what they have there is no look ahead the look ahead is sleep on your Casper mattress. I, I got I got swallow points. So so the bye week, I had not thought of that. So Seattle's coming off the bye. You said Bengals going into it? Bengals going into it. Okay, Jets bye. are going into it. Is there any data on how teams are ATS the week before a bye? And then is there a breakout of how they are as a favorite versus or the favorites versus the underdogs? Because my yeah. thought would be think about this. The week when you're in, like you mentioned, Christmas break, like the week before you're taking a vacation, aren't you kind of sort of checked out? Now, I know that's different from athletes, but no, I'm kind of no, like, like, I'm like thinking it. about the vacation. No, I'm planning. What are we doing? You know the girlfriend, the wife. I don't know if Burrow's wifed up. But like you're thinking about that. Now, I, I don't know the psychology of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, they're already at home, so they're around their friends and family all week. I, I would I, – I don't know if you have the numbers. I don't have it, but I'm gonna I don't look have that up. Prevalent. Like, no, I like no. the put. I like the. I like the the pushback on the thought, though. That is actually it's a, it's a hilarious. You might have to take that to call. You might have to talk out that psychology of it. Is it better to go into Christmas break or come out of it? That's what we got right here in Seattle and yeah. and the Bengals. And we don't know. There's so much we don't know. Like, what did the Browns do on their bye week? You know, I know. I mean, clearly That's Deshaun Watson I, was I, not rehabbing. All you we know? know is Baker Mayfield went back to college like Van Wilder. That's, that, that's all we right. know. Like that's all we Wilder. know. By the way, Van Wilder, not a terrible movie. Oh, I'm right. Was uh, that Ryan Reynolds or the other? Oh, Ryan? yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I'm 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 the king of dropping 15 year too old American Pie references. So, yeah, I got you. And any American you know Pie two thousands. You can reference American Pie two. Oh, I can rep- I can reference American Pie too all day. Funny, that was the funny that was story. The, uh, Lake House summer summer Lake House, uh, indeed. Sti- Stiffmeister's house. <laughs> Which one was American Pie three? That was American Wedding. That was when when Jason Biggs got married. Okay, so I think it, uh, to to the girl from band. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. yeah. No, no. When I was at Us Weekly, we were at some event, and there was this girl, and I was like, "Gosh, who is this actor? I can't place her. I've seen her." So me and my buddy end up talking to her. 
And, you know, you want to try to act like you're not like, oh, in awe and all this stuff. And so finally, uh, what movie were you in? American Pie. And I think it was American Pie 2. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is it. And she had like a small role um, in the movie. But I was like American Pie 2. And then I went back and watched that. Dude, that movie's horrible. It's not even fun. American Pie 1 is a classic. I mean, No, no, you're right. You're right. How about this? American Pie or Knocked Up? That's tough. The problem is my dad looks like Eugene Levy from American Pie minus the eyebrows. So I'm a little. Oh, wow. you okay, know, let's find. Let's like, remove that. Is there a better? Is Super Bad the best teen movie of the 2000s? I think it has to be. Yeah, I, mean, I think it has to be. I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm born in '90. I'm early 30s. That's about right in my wheelhouse. You know, end of right, high yeah. school, something like that. Yeah, I mean, jeez. I remember seeing that movie in the theater with the now wife. And I was laughing out loud at all the juvenile stuff. I think she was a little embarrassed, but like so many classic lines, the uh, the Fogel and the the ID, like, oh, it was that movie. Listen, Monaco, if that comes on cable, I'm planted on the sofa. I'm not changing the channel. I I don't even have the remote. Like, oh, we go all of a sudden we're back in 2003. We don't even care about commercials because Superbad's on. I'll sit through them. No problem. Yeah, I might even watch a TBS version and then. Add in the cuss words that I know are coming, you know, anyways. All right, Alex Monaco, great stuff. You do a lot for the volume. You're just a content machine. Keep up the good work. Good luck this weekend, bro. Hey, Jason, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Bye, buddy. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first. Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us with new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award winning singer songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 